Um, for example, if I am in 100K income per month, I would pay a mentor that will give me information for me to earn or bring myself to a 1 million income monthly. So that's smart investing. So yeah, if it, if it requires me to pay, then I'll pay. Mm-hmm. If not, I'll find means and ways. How can I add value to that person? We always think what we can give back. It's not just about taking, taking, taking. So yeah. it's okay to pay. Yeah. Um, it's okay to contribute. It's completely okay because that's what we're going to do in terms of our business. If our mindset is wired up into just take, 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 take the profit, take people's money, we're not going to last long yeah. in the business because business is all about giving. Hola, everyone. Welcome to the Encourage to Try podcast. My name is Mia and I will be the one to lovingly encourage you to try and continue on the journey of trying. This podcast is for those who are trying whether at work, school, relationships, faith, fitness, business, basically figuring out life. So tune in to the podcast as we talk about these topics and encourage one another to try together. Also, if you are interested in the episode show notes or if you just want to leave feedback, questions, suggested topics, the links are found in the episode description. So please do check it out. Hi MJ, welcome to the podcast. For the benefit of our listeners, can you tell us a little about your background, about what you do and who you are? All right, Mia, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me in your podcast. I'm actually a little bit of nervous right now to straight up to speak straight English. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, you got this. <laughs> All right. So a little bit of background about myself. I'm running a financial services, uh, financial consultancy agency right now for around six years. That is my, my full-time day job business, Mondays to Sundays. And then on the side, we do personal mastery workshops live most of our clients participants students are from the life insurance industry it's usually run saturdays sundays and then i'm just very excited because september we can have a road show in in cebu davao nueva vizcaya to to run this personal mastery workshops there and i, I just miss this because we we haven't been doing this for since like 2020 when pandemic came and the, all the lockdown happened. And um, aside from that, I also do content creation. I post videos on TikTok. Mostly I post four times a day. And I start, I just started my podcast. So that's what I've been doing for <laughs> the past few days. I just want to ask, with everything that has been going on in your life, like you're being a financial advisor, you being a podcaster, and your involvement in self-mastery, can I ask, how did you start with that journey? I've heard about your story in terms of you starting your own path, not by your own choosing, but rather because of the circumstance that you were in before. Having financial issues and at the same time, you have to provide for your own family, right? In terms of that, how, can you share us your experience on your end with your words? I guess when my, my, when my dad was, was still alive, while growing up, I'm having those thoughts of upon entering, like before graduating high school, I was thinking about what course to choose. I don't have any clarity during that time because I don't know what direction, where to go. 
um, what will be my long time career, what will I do for the rest of my life. And um, I found out that it's okay if I don't know what to choose during that time. I just realized right now, it's okay if mm-hmm. before entering college and like, I don't know what course to take because I don't know my path in the future. It's okay. Yeah, during that time, I, I guess that was the time where I had the most open, most open face like relationship with with my dad because we're not used to be open and talk to each mm-hmm. other. I don't know because maybe my dad was not that expressive, so mm-hmm. I don't know how to to connect with them. I don't know. Maybe if I ask questions, he get mad. I, I yeah, have yeah. those thoughts. But at the same time, uh, I think you both go, like you work out together, right? That is your yeah, bonding yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, that is our bonding time. But we don't so talk much. So you don't much. talk during workouts. Yeah, yeah. D- during workouts like yeah. that. So we just do our own thing. And then when we go home, we're just there. We're not used to mm-hmm. talk much. So we're all the way, it's just silence. <laughs> like it's just, I think, no open communication, but yeah. it's like it, you understand that you love them without saying any words. You just yeah. show it through actions, right? Yeah, but of course, there are some thoughts like I wish I have, I wish I had more more time with him. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I have those thoughts right now. So I, I started personal mastery journey when during that time growing up, I feel like I needed to help my dad in his business because mm-hmm. I see him getting tired, getting stressed. I don't know what I can contribute, but I just feel like I needed to step up to mm-hmm. help. So during that time, I started learning his business. I started asking some questions and he started like sort of mentoring me in how he do his business. And there are times where we attend seminars together. So during this time, we just talk about business and all of the stuff, but personal life, what's what's going on, not that much. So it's really about the future. What, what are we going to do together? How's the business? How to do that? And because we started attending seminars together and programs and workshops, that's where my mind was open to read books as well, mm-hmm. to learn new things outside the academe or the current subjects that I have in school. And the first book that I've read that he gave from me was Rich Kid, Smart Kid. When he Is gave this Robert me, Kiyosaki. Yes, Robert yeah, Kiyosaki. Okay. Which like it's like the college Version, college like a youth edition, ver- yeah. yeah youth edition, college version okay. of Rich Dad Poor Dad. So, when the first time he gave me that book, of course I tried to open it and I saw it's it's kind of big and mm-hmm. the, the fonts, <laughs> the the fonts are small and mm-hmm. there's no there's not much picture inside. Yeah. So this is boring. <laughs> are you a visual person? I guess I am more of um, kinesthetic because okay. when when I learn something, I want to give feedback and clarify mm-hmm. or I want some activities to, in that way I can learn easier. Mm-hmm. So when I have someone to talk to or ask some feedback or do some activities together. Mm-hmm. So that was the first book that I read. Initially, I was resisting it, but there is this one time that I, I don't have uh, anything to do. So I tried to open the book and tried to read the co- the first the cover photo at the back. <laughs> and, and, uh, 
the first page, the introduction, mm-hmm. and then all the way, and then little did I realize I'm actually like finished the first chapter. Mm. Wow, this is good because I feel like what I've been experiencing, like I'm studying hard because I want to get a good job or be able to help my dad, be able to help my family. But this is pointless because yeah, we're not in the industrial age anymore. We're in the information age. And I'm just learning a lot of things that is actually breaking or I'm having a lot of paradigm shifts during that time. So Mm -hmm. I finished that book. And then I look for the next book to read and attended the next seminar. And then I just got addicted into attending seminars, learning mm-hmm. outside school, reading some books. So that's how my personal mastery journey started. Really, it was still uh, when my dad was still alive. And then when my dad passed away, I continue on, you know, mm-hmm. learning more things outside. I learned from, from school, like just really learning about success mm-hmm. directly. How can I be successful so that I'll be able to help my family and be able to create the life that I want? Mm-hmm. So it's it's really more about answering that specific questions, even when my dad passed away. So let me hear, I guess. Wow, that's a beautiful journey to be in, MJ. And thank you for sharing that. I think what I got from your story is that you incorporate not just your learnings from school, but rather you incorporate in your day-to-day life, right? With the books that you're learning outside of school and the things that you learn in school and the things that you learn from the seminars outside from both of those aspects. I do also believe that your parent is your first mentor. Yeah. Yeah. And just to also dig deeper into the mentorship journey, because I'm also in that in that state where I'm also wondering how can I look for mentors? Like I've shared with you, like off record, that I'm an introvert. So I have a hard time navigating that journey. Like I want to learn. I want to also do self-improvement, self-mastery. And I just want to know your tips, your top five tips or top three tips in terms of looking for a mentor. And what mindset or attitude that should you have in terms of you being mentored? You must be very clear in terms of what do you want to achieve? Where do you want to go? What's the reason behind you looking for a mentor? What do you want to achieve? Okay, now we know you're looking for a mentor, but what are you trying to achieve? Where do you want to go? That is the first thing that we must have clarity in mind. Um, Because if we're just looking for a mentor and we don't know uh, what we want to achieve, it's just like, I'm just looking for a mentor for the sake of a mentor. Mm, what if like you're I, going with the flow. Yeah, without any any clear direction at all. Mm-hmm. So you must be very clear with that, number one. Number two, it takes a lot of courage, actually, mm. <laughs> to ask someone. But first, it takes a lot of courage to admit that I need a mentor. Mm-hmm. It also takes a lot of courage to ask a person, can you be my mentor? Number one is clarity. Number two is courage. Number three, commitment to show up. Mm. Because, you know, our mentors are busy. We are not their priority. They have their own lives. Therefore, as a mentee, I have to be committed to show up if he asks me to show up. Not just for the sake of showing up, but showing up excellently. Like if that mentor says, I need to be there at 10 a.m., I'll be there not 10 a.m., maybe 9 a.m. 
just to support my mentor because it's not always like we gotta pay them monetary value or just being there, showing up excellently, being committed or any form of exchange value is good enough. Like if I need something to to grow in terms of my leadership area, that's the reason why maybe like, for example, that's the reason why I get a mentor. Maybe in his business, he needs he needs some of my thoughts in terms of social media or, or marketing. Your skills, then, like how you're able to contribute. Yeah, then I yeah. correct. Then I can contribute in terms of reverse mentoring. So which brings me to number four, contribution. What can you contribute to your mentor to build that long-lasting win-win relationship with your mentor as well? Because that's important. It's not just mm-hmm. about really taking what I can learn from my mentor, but it's also giving so that I'll be able to nurture that relationship. So if I were to recap, number one, clarity in terms of direction, your purpose. Number two, you have to take courage Mm -hmm. to admit and be open to say, can you be my mentor? Number three is, of course, commitment, show up excellently. Number four is contribution. Got it. So (laughs) those are some tips, I guess. Yeah, it helps. And those are helpful tips. And at the same time, I think I've heard from one of your podcast episodes is one thing that really struck me was being coachable. Oh, that yeah. you're willing to be coached by someone who knows better than you. Like aside from courage, you also have to. I think it also has to come from you that you have to humble yourself, that you don't know everything. Always. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't learn everything from just one person. You can't learn everything just by yourself. You also have to go out there and expose yourself or else you're just in a bubble like me. What I used to experience before, like I'm just here in the in the house. Well, given the pandemic, we're all in the house, right? Yeah. But at the same time, how can I utilize being at home and having internet and meeting new people? So it's yeah. a blessing to have wi-fi it's a blessing to have zoom so yeah those are helpful tips yeah yeah i, I want to highlight what you've mentioned in terms of we get to learn to a lot of people like mm-hmm. even in our day-to-day conversations even if that person is not your mentor we we get to learn a lot of things like we get some signs or signals even with our normal conversation with a normal person i was reminded by this new show K-drama that I was watching mm-hmm. um, last night. There is uh, IMF, I guess, historically in, in Korea. It's where a lot of businesses got bankrupt. So during the 1990s, so sh- she wants to transfer school so that she'll be able to get to the one of the best fence training in, in the country. So mm-hmm. she did everything and tried to do some crazy stuff just to, to make it happen. On the first episode, at the end, she managed to transfer to school. So during her day-to-day conversations, like from her mom, from that lady that he just bought or he just had interacted with, yeah, interacted with, Mm -hmm. and with that with that boy, there is some signs leading leading her into how she can transfer Mm -hmm. to that school. So amazing when you know what you want. It's about not settling. Okay, it's okay for me to not make it happen or mm-hmm. it's okay for me to just be where I am right now. It's really more about fighting for your dreams if you know this is what you really want. You're not going to settle. You'll make it happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that inspired me. Wow. 
Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm sure that you deal with different types of people every single day, mm. right? And you deal with different types of problem, again, every single yeah. day in what you do. <laughs> so in terms of all the challenges that you continue to face every single day, how do you manage to continue on striving for your goals or your dreams that you've mentioned? I guess right now it's, I, I'm working not for myself already because I'm like, this is the life that I want already. Like, mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I'm I'm guesting on a podcast show with you. Like, this is a privilege for me, actually. Mm-hmm. I guess the reason why I just keep on going and keep on creating and keep on, you know, doing this stuff because what I'm working on right now is not just for myself. It's not just for my family anymore. It's for the purpose that I want to bring and I want to contribute to the world. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel this massive transformative purpose calling me to create these things. So that's what I'm compelled to do, to wake up early in the morning, to sleep late at night because lots of ideas that, you know, I'm getting, I want to take action right away. I want to make it happen because I feel compelled with this purpose that I want to bring to the world. That's what keeps me going despite of problems that I'm, I'm mm. facing every single day. Just want to go back again to, to mentorship as uh, what you've mentioned earlier. I also have a question about how would you know that a mentorship is effective? I guess, honestly, all of the things that, you know, I'll be sharing around mentorship is... Mm-hmm. Something that I actually read from a book or I got from a YouTube video or or such, it's really coming from my personal experience Mm -hmm. and my own personal reflection. Yes. I guess I could say that a mentorship is effective if, number one, I get to see myself getting closer and closer to where I want to be in the first place, the reason why I got a mentor. If there is a progress that I could see that I'm getting closer to closer to my purpose, then I could say that the mentorship is effective because coach and mentorship or or mentor is is a two different two different thing. Like coach allows me to acknowledge and realize what are the things that are not effective and effective, like coach really work on my awareness um mentorship is like just giving me the steps step one step two step three this is what you need to do for you to be able to go to so it's a two different two different things so i could say that the mentorship or the the mentorship is working if i see myself moving closer to to my purpose to where I want to go. doesn't have to be there right away, but at least I have some progress mm-hmm. because it's important as well that we get to acknowledge that there is a process in everything that we're working on. So at least I get to see a progress that I'm getting closer and mm-hmm. I could say that the mentorship is effective. Number two, if I am getting more open in terms of the challenges that I'm facing, in terms of getting to where I want to be. Um, because it's important that we open up our challenges as well, open up our progress. You know, sometimes mentors tend to, you know, forget to check in. So it's it's also about nurturing the relationship together. Like um, accountability, I, is that yeah. yeah. Just, hi, mentor. Um, I've done what you've asked me to do mm-hmm. for several days. These are my progress so far. How are you? How can I contribute to you today? Something like that. So it's just, 
also important that we get to um, nurture the relationship uh, with our mentor, like reach out to our mentor as well. Because again, our mentors are busy. <laughs> the, we are not their main priority. So when we reach out, it's important that it's not just about you know asking or getting something, but you know just reporting your progress, sharing your wins, and then asking what can I contribute to you, how can I add value to you this week is you know also a big help to our mentor who is also very very busy. So that mm-hmm. way we get to nurture that relationship. Yeah, and just to also add to the question, should you pay for a mentor or should you not or both? Can you give if, your insight on that in terms if, of if, your experience? If I am decided to to be mentored by that someone and if it requires me to pay, then I'll just do it. Why? I will always pay to someone. Like, uh, for example, if I am in 100K income per month, I would pay a mentor that will give me information for me to earn or bring myself to a 1 million income monthly. So that's smart investing. So yeah, if it if it requires me to pay, then I'll pay. Mm-hmm. If not, I'll find means and ways. How can I add value to that person? We always think what we can give back. It's not just about taking, taking, taking. So yeah. it's okay to pay. Yeah. Um, it's okay to contribute. It's completely okay because that's what we're gonna do in terms of our business. If our mindset is wired up into just take, 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 take the profit, take people's money. We're not gonna last long yeah. in the business because business is all about giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love that, and at the same time, I think I'm reminded of what one of my guests in the podcast mentioned. That I think this is Chriselle that she mentioned that there are two types yeah. of people: there are givers mm-hmm. and there are mm-hmm. takers. So I love that, and at the same time, in order for you to give value, you have to also give. You have to share instead of you just you know keeping it to yourself and. Because at the same time, you wouldn't grow, right? If you just keep it to yourself, you're not going to grow because you're just being selfish with what you gained. And at the same time, I think it goes hand in hand with you being able to be blessed and being a blessing to other people. I love hearing your experiences, honestly. I love your personal touch to everything that you've shared. So what do you look for in terms of someone wanting to be mentored by you? Well... For me, it's more of values, more than more than skills, more than physical aspect, uh, because all of these things can be improved. Skills can be learned. Looks can be developed. Um, character is very important because if that person is open to change, if that person is committed to make it happen no matter what, because there's going to be a lot of challenges that person would be would be facing, like if that person wants to create content, so it's going to be a lot of bashers every single day. Um, are you committed enough to push through and make your dreams come true despite of these nameless people <laughs> bashing you who is more bigger? So openness, openness to change, commitment to make it happen. Responsible as well in terms of handling different areas of that person's lives because I acknowledge that Money is not just the most important thing to work on. It's important as well to nurture the relationships that you have, especially family, friends, being able to manage your commitments. When I say manage your commitments, you are 100% in, in all of the commitments that you said yes to. Openness, commitment, responsibility, and coachability. 
if that person is coachable to one learn things that is not effective anymore so that that person is be able to learn things that would be effective or he needs to move that person to the next level so it's not just you know looking at skills this person is good but if that person is not committed enough or not excellent enough in terms of how that person show show up that's a red flag mm-hmm. um skills can just bring us mm-hmm. to a certain point of time but the character the values will allow you to uh stay there or keep growing or keep achieving new heights looks can be improved when we have money <laughs> so the 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 most important thing is a good character like GMRC. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think what you shared about looks can be improved. I actually saw an Instagram meme about it, or it says that you're not ugly, you're just poor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and in terms of your journey, I'm sure that you've gone through a lot with where you started and where you are now and i just want to ask what is your biggest regret or failure that made you the person you are now i wish i should have started earlier mm. it's it's not that it's not that deep but mm-hmm. you know it's no, not it's that actually super, deep yeah it's, it's actually, not that yeah. super super regret but maybe it's just i wish i should have started earlier i mm-hmm. wish I wish I should have more time because even though I'm I'm still young right now, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I still want to do a lot of things and mm-hmm. I want to create a lot of things. So, Yeah, I actually can relate to what you mentioned about you wished you started earlier. I love that because in my journey as well, I started late. I only started like two years ago in terms of my self-improvement journey and self-discovery. And knowing what I know now, I wish I had had that realization earlier in life that I should learn this, I should read books, I should, you know, all of these things that I'm doing right now, I should have done it earlier, which I can Mm -hmm. totally relate to what you mentioned. So that my reason as to why I wish that is because so that I could have given value earlier. Mm -hmm. And with that mindset, I would have helped a lot of people now more even more because with all the time that you've had before now you're able to have that mastery which you can share to other people so i I really do love that yeah that's actually deep if you think about it long enough so in terms of what you do now like you teach you hold seminars you share value to your podcast in terms of that, I've also heard from your podcast that the reason why you do all of these things, like the reason why you want to give back is because you've experienced it yourself, that you want to give knowledge or share knowledge to financial planning, to Filipinos mm-hmm. specifically. And I just want to hear from your words as to why that. What I've experienced when my dad passed away in my journey as a breadwinner who's just an undergrad who don't know where to start, how to start. And just experiencing that very vivid picture I could still remember right now during the times where I couldn't afford to buy dinner for myself and just buy two cups of rice as my dinner and just ask for a soup to be like my ulam on a Paris store. I know there are other people who are experiencing what I'm experiencing right now. 
looking back, I, I've gone so far already in terms of where I'm at right now. I feel like during this, those times, I feel helpless because I don't have anyone to ask for help. I guess during that moment, specifically the first time I had that, or maybe a couple of days after I was like looking at my phone and looking at my dad's contact number on my phone. And I just realized, oh, he's not going to reply anymore. He's not going to answer my call anymore because, you know, he's gone. So I feel so helpless. With where I am at right now, it's just, it inspires me to to reach out to someone who feels the same with what I'm feeling six years ago. And I want to make my life as as a testimony that you'll be able to create the life that you want or be able to at least experience freedom because I did. Therefore, you can as well. So financial planning um, is specifically because I wouldn't be able to, you know, just had that experience if there is someone who cared enough to talk about how important financial planning is to my dad because he's a successful businessman but in terms of properly allocating his assets emergency fund cash reserves investments it's not that well managed mm-hmm. so it's not enough that you're earning earning good it's also important that you know how to manage your money well grow your money protect your assets or maybe as well diversify it because in this case it's all about majority of his assets are all in high risk he doesn't have any protection assets allocated when he got sick we have to liquidate everything and it's it's not enough honestly when i met russ uh, i don't know if Chriselle and alec mentioned russ to you yeah (laughs) So when I met him, that's the time that I realized, oh, it's not that my dad is bad or irresponsible. Maybe because no one just cared enough to talk about how important mm-hmm. financial planning is to my dad. And it, it pains me to see that there are people who are retiring that is not prepared and being dependent with their children. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it, it's financial planning. So since then that I realized that it has been my personal creed to be good at it, to be the best at it, so that I'll be able to help a lot of people in terms of financial planning so that they would be able to experience what I had experienced. I'm sure that you're giving so much value to every Filipino out there with the content that you put out. So just to wrap everything up, what is one word or sentence that you would want the listeners to try today? Get out of your comfort zone and make things happen. Mm-hmm. Your safe zone is not really safe. If you find value in, in this episode and you want to learn more, I post a lot of contents on TikTok. So search me over uh, MG Aguilar underscore official. If you want to be more personal, I mean, in terms of sending me DMs, I'm very open. You can ask me questions. Uh, my Instagram is MJ Aguilar official. So please be careful with the spelling because there's lots of posers there. So it's M-J-A-G-U-I-L-A-R. Then the word official. That's my Instagram. And also I post some updates about 
my life and I get to interact with a community that I guess I have built on Discord server. My Discord invitation link is on my TikTok bio. If you want to meet like-minded people as well who has been in my space for a very long time, we can meet them there. I have a podcast which I have started so you can look for it in Spotify, Apple, I guess it's also on Google, so Impact Nation PH. So I also do interview people there, interesting stuff, so you might want to also check it out. Thank you, Mia. That's it. And you're a financial planner, right? Oh, yeah. If you like working with me, there's a Google form that I have in my bio, on the link on my bio on TikTok. So just fill it up and someone will call uh, you from my office. So thank you, MJ, (laughs) for everything that you've shared. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you everyone for your time on listening to this podcast. I hope you gained a lot of insight from it. And if you find this podcast helpful, please do share it with your loved ones or to those you think that needs to hear this. I would appreciate it so much if you leave a review via voice message to anchor.fm slash encouraged to try with Mia or you can send me a DM through the podcast Instagram account at encouraged to try with Mia. See you on the next episode. Bye!